Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the Actus podcast, Talking CDI, the nation's only program dedicated to the clinical documentation integrity profession. The Actus podcast is a bi-weekly program dedicated to bring you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news and information relevant to the CDI profession and to Actus. Today, Wednesday, May 20th, marks our 153rd program. Today's featured solution, as you can see on your screen, is Staying Engaged, Actus Presents Virtual Education and Community. We all know that practicing social distancing is a must during the COVID-19 outbreak, but that doesn't mean that education and networking must stop. In fact, we believe they're more important than ever. So we're inviting you to join us June 17 to 19 for Staying Engaged, Actus Presents Virtual Education and Community. This is a great opportunity to earn valuable CEUs, receive a part of the same educational sessions you've come to love at the Actus Conference, network with your colleagues and peers in a series of moderated chats, all from the easy-to-use conference app that you've come to know and love. So uh, check that event out. Again, June 17 to 19, we hope to see you there. All right, so my name is Brian Murphy, Director of Actus, the Association of Clinical Documentation Integrity Specialists, and I'm your host for today's program, Cytokine Release Syndrome Codes for CAR-T Therapy, a Success Story. I'm joined today by my familiar co-host at left, Don Valdez. Don is a Clinical Documentation Integrity Education Specialist for HC Pro. Uh, she serves here as a full-time instructor for our CDI boot camps and a subject matter, for expert, uh, ex, subject matter expert for Actus. She has more than 20 years experience in the healthcare industry, including ICU nursing, legal nurse consulting, and was a nurse manager for a large third-party administrator for which she initiated a nurse audit program. Thrilled to have her back on as co-host, so welcome to the program, Dawn. Thank you, Brian. Glad to be here. All right. And next, I'd like to introduce today's special guest. Um, Jagna Shah is the president and founder of Nimit Consulting Incorporated, a firm specializing in case mix payment system design, development, and implementation. Jugna has over 20 years of experience working with providers on the ongoing clinical, operational, financial, and compliance implications of Medicare's payment systems, which includes everything from providing education, both live and remote, auditing records, engaging in strategy discussions, and advocating for improved reimbursement in the U.S. We're going to be getting into an example of that today. Uh, she does a lot of work, works with foreign governments on coding and payment system design issues. Um, She's contributed to several books and numerous ops and APC articles, contributing editor of HC Pro's briefings on APCs. You may recognize her as an advisory board member on NARI. We were just chatting before the show that Jugner and I go way back to the early 2000s and um, the early days of the OPPS and Drug Administration. And I'm, I'm thrilled to have her on her first podcast today. So welcome to the show, Jugna. Thanks so much, Brian. It's great to be here, and I, I look forward to our conversation. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to start with a poll question related to today's topic. Um, we'll ask you to, of course, pick the answer that best pertains to you. We're asking folks today, how well do your physicians document cytokine release syndrome, and do they capture the stage? So your options are excellent. They document it well and include the stage, at least for the most part. 
Uh, would you describe it as adequate? CRS is documented and sometimes with the stage. Would you describe their documentation as poor? It's documented some of the time, but mostly without the stage. Uh, don't know or not applicable. Well, it's possible you're not hospital type doesn't see this or you're not working in the hospital setting. So again, how well do your physicians document cytokine release syndrome and do they capture the stage? And your options are excellent, meaning they document it well and the stage. Would you describe it as adequate? poor, uh, don't know, or not applicable. All right, we've got, got about 70% of our audience that has voted, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to close this out, and we will return to this um, poll question a little bit later in our interview with Jugna. All right, as I mentioned, uh, Jugna Shah is our special guest today. Jugna, Welcome to the show, and thanks for being a part of the podcast. Um, maybe I, th I thought we could start by having you talk just a little bit about your background in healthcare, your experience in advocating for change uh, with CMS and other organizations, and, and a little bit about your company. You know, you are a little bit probably of a non-traditional guest on the Actus podcast, not a traditional CDI background, and I think it this will probably be helpful for a little context for our audience today. Sure. Um, so Brian, I, I have a background all the way back in, in biopsychology and neuroscience, and then I have a master's in public health and policy. And, and I went to Washington as a, you know, young person 25 years ago or so and thinking, you know, I try to change healthcare and worked, um, you know, you start off new in a, in a, in a firm and in your, low on the totem pole, learning all types of things about healthcare, which was a great place to start. And that's where I started working on um, the outpatient prospective payment system as we know it now, the OPPS, APC payment system. Um, and also at that time working with foreign governments on case mix, kind of like DRG type systems. And from there, I just, you know, learned more and more and more. And as you said, we go way back. We were working on OPPS issues together. Um, and as a part of that work, um, you know, when you hear hospitals um, say, well, Medicare isn't paying enough. You know, this, this isn't the right payment rate. You know, how, how do they figure this out? How do they compute this? We don't like it. Um, and, and so that's what kicked off kind of this, this notion of, well, let's use data-driven arguments to, to try to get the change we want. And so really um, my company is, has worked, you know, very closely with providers on coding, billing, reimbursement, um, kind of the day-to-day -day stuff. You know, I break down the rules because who wants to read 2,000 pages? Some days even I don't. Um, but, you know, breaking down the rules and, and trying to make life easier for people in the hospitals, but then also when they have concerns about things, kind of taking that back up the chain, if you will, and, and trying to get some changes. I'm definitely not um, um, a coding professional, um, and as you say, I'm a little bit non-traditional, but I surround myself by really smart people, um, coding professionals and um, clinical folks and reimbursement people. So, you know, you kind of need that whole team to be able to make your advocacy case. Absolutely. That's a key to everything, right? Surround yourself with smart people. That's why we brought Don on board as well. <laughs> covers up a lot, Thank you. A lot of my flaws. 
very interesting background, Jagna. Um, I'm going to start off the questions that uh, we have here, and I, I would like to begin with the new cytokine release syndrome codes. Can you talk about what these are? For example, what the associated treatments are, how they correspond to, where they could be found, and I think they're in the 2021 IPPS proposed rule, if I'm not mistaken, and any idea on the effective date? Sure. Um, so let me, I'll, I'll start just maybe with a tiny bit of background. So, you know, really new and exciting therapy called chimeric antigen receptor T-cell therapy or CAR-T therapy um, um, in short. Um, I remember hearing, you know, dialing in um, over the web and watching the FDA hearing, I think it was summer of 2017, um, when, when this therapy was first talked about. And if folks haven't seen that, it's, it's really moving to watch um, that FDA hearing. Basically, um, the clinicians in that room at that hearing said they hadn't seen anything like this working in oncology for 50 years. And so, you know, for, for non-clinical types like me, and when I've had to try to explain CAR-T, this is how I say it, you know, it, clinicians probably won't love this, but, but let me give it a go. It, it's sort of like um, cells are taken out of the patient's body. They are, so, so you've got a patient, right? Right now it's for either diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, DLBCL, or um, ALL for the pediatric population. So their cells are taken from their body with a simple procedure, cell collection. They're sent off to the manufacturer. The manufacturer jazzes them up, does their magic, and they send them back to the hospital, and the hospital infuses them. And, and these patients are real sick, but hey, they're just getting an infusion. And then that's where the magic starts, right? These, these now engineered personalized cells, right, engineered, go into your body, and like Pac-Man, sort of, they sort of start eating up um, the cancer. And, you know, it, it's curative. I mean, it could, could absolutely cure. It, it, you know, it doesn't always do that. There are side effects. There can be complications and all kinds of things. But as a therapy um, for these diseases, and there's so much in the pipeline that's being studied, I mean, it's definitely kind of a new branch of medicine, and it's super exciting. And so the cytokine release syndrome, I mean, basically, when, when you know, the engineered cells are kind of eating up the cancer, what happens is stuff is released into, this, into the system, right, into the bloodstream, these cytokines. And a little bit of that's good. That's how you know it's working. But too much of that you know, like a like a category five hurricane, too much is too much. And, and um, you know, really bad things can happen for the patient, sort of from zero on the scale all the way up to a really bad storm. So that's kind of what it is. And so your point about, you know, are there associated treatments? There's one treatment in particular, a drug called tocilizumab, which is given to help with cytokine release syndrome, depending on kind of what level or grade that syndrome is at. Um, and so it's really exciting that that we, you know, if we finally have this approved, you know, the, the request of this came from people in hospitals and coding professionals and clinical folks saying, hey, how are we supposed to code this? You know, this is being documented and there's no codes for it. And so I'm really happy that codes were approved. You're 100% right. They're in the 2021 IPPS rule. Um, you can find them, I think, in Table 6A with those files released with the rule on the CMS website. And they will go live October 1st. Um, and I think they're in the D89.
you know, given that given that specific codes don't exist, some people have said, you know, why would we write more specifically? Coders can't code it anyway, right? And so we don't even see that in some of the drop-down lists and in the EHRs and stuff. But if, but if the codes come, right, then they'll be available and then maybe the documentation will improve. I don't know if y'all have a perspective. It feels like the chicken and the egg question sometimes, like what you go after first. Is it the codes or is it the documentation? And and I really don't know, but but thank you for doing the poll. That's That's great. Yeah, no problem at all. It was interesting. All right. Well, I know we're running a little late here, but I, I, we're going to extend maybe just a couple minutes. Um, I did want to quickly touch on our in the news segment here. So um, in the news again is a regular segment featuring latest news. In Thank <laughs> you. 
Thank <laughs> you. 